What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the LA Soccer Hub Show. My name is Gio Garcia. Today is June 27th, Monday. Uh, an interesting weekend in MLS. Uh, interesting week for the for the LA Galaxy. Uh, so much has gone on just around the city. Um, to be honest, it's been a run, rough week uh, for the LA Galaxy. If you're a LA Galaxy supporter, a lot has been going on. Obviously, you know, Open Cup. Uh, the game did not go uh, the way everybody wished it went against Sacramento Republic. Then on top of that, you know, the San Jose game um, gets canceled or rescheduled. And obviously, Crosstown rival LAFC make a big splash. Uh, so before we get into that, let me introduce my guest one more time. We got Alex Reese from Total Galaxy. Alex, how you doing? Hey, everybody. What's up? How are you doing, Gio? I'm good. I'm just really hot, man. I don't like this hot weather. Thank <laughs> It is, it is it is it is that time of year where it's getting hot. You know, you're just you're just waking up. You gotta either have either you have a fan or you um have an AC unit built in because yeah, that's that's the that's the struggle out here that that we're dealing with um out here in LA or in Southern California because I know I know you're a little further away, but yeah, how yeah, it's you, a little how, more intense over here. <laughs> yeah, I think you're probably like 10, 15 degrees uh warmer out by where you're at. But um, outside, outside, outside of football and everything, are you, are you do anything fun this weekend? Uh, not too much. I'm going to Mexico in two weeks, so I'm just kind of preparing and getting everything ready for that. And, you know what I need to take over there. So that's kind of what I did all weekend. Nice. Where where in Mexico are you going? I'm gonna go visit family in Oaxaca, so it's gonna be nice to you know go back over there. Last time I went there, you know, it was like 2018. So it's been it's a long time. Since I've been there, so it'll be nice to go back to Mexico. You know, it's always nice over there and very calming. So I'm looking forward, looking forward to it very much. Yeah, I have. I would like to go to Oaxaca. I know it's a very like touristy place that a lot of people go to. Um, even when I was there, like down in Mexico City, like a month ago or so, a lot of people were going down there, uh, traveling, and then obviously going to, you know, all the all the cool different spots. So enjoy it, man. When when are you heading down there? I'm heading there on July 6th, but on Wednesday, I'm dropping off some family members. They're going to get there before I, before I do. So, you know, I'm also getting ready with them as well. So, you know, it's been busy getting prepared and stuff for that. Yeah, a lot of stuff, a lot of cold summer travels, you know. You got you to gotta get out while you can. So that's definitely exciting. Uh, so, yeah, hopefully you have a, a good time out there. Um, but, yeah, man, let, let's talk about the rough week that the LA Galaxy have had. It's insane. What are what are your thoughts overall? Like, what? How did you? What went through Alex Ruiz's week when everything happened this past week? It was definitely something because it came out of the blue. I don't think anybody's expecting this week to be as rough, not only on the pitch but off the pitch as well. Like, you know, just to have a general rundown. I mean, losing to Sacramento Republic, you know, when you basically have the best possible uh fixture of games to go there you didn't have to go out of state you really didn't play a tough opponent aside of L- outside of lafc and if you win this game you're probably going to play one of the most struggling teams in mls and sporting kansas city so definitely very disappointed to see that they lost to sacramento um at, at the end of the day you know sacramento was the better team and they definitely deserved that victory they played some really good soccer that day and really made sure that the galaxy were put in a position to not succeed and put in a position to where it was almost impossible to score because this Galaxy team just really has such a hard time uh, breaking down these tough defensive units, teams that are defensively well-organized. They just have such a hard time doing that. 
And then you get the news, uh, if I'm correct, I think Friday or, or Thursday, that the Cali Classico at Stanford Stadium is not going to go on because of, you know, technical issues there at Stanford's campus. And I think there's also fire there going on as well. So it wouldn't be good conditions for the players and people at the game. So you're, you're going to have that game uh, against Sacramento stuck in your head for a bit if you're a player or a coach uh, on the Galaxy. So you kind of, you know, lose a little bit of that sharpness. And I, I wouldn't say you, you're you mentally kind of just like shocked, but at the same time, you're definitely, you know, throwing the curveball and you're not going to prepare the same this weekend while there's games going on. And then Saturday, you get the news about LAFC getting Gareth Bale. And, you know, I, I wouldn't really, I guess I would say, you know, with all the Galaxy circles I've been around, you know, Galaxy fans definitely aren't taking that news well when it comes to comparing it to what the Galaxy are doing. Because no matter how, no matter what, as long as LAFC and LA Galaxy coexist, there will always be comparisons between the two with the fans. So obviously getting a name like Gareth Bale, who's been one of the best players in the past six, seven years, you know, a world-class player and seeing that the Galaxy really don't, haven't had that kind of player in, in a long time. Uh, it's definitely something that get Galaxy fans kind of got ticked off about. And, you know, again, just culminating everything that's happened in the past week, it's definitely been something you weren't even expecting, but it happened, the worst possible case scenario. So on to Minnesota this Wednesday to try to change the tone and hopefully try to build build some consistency with this team. Yeah, no, I would I would say that the the thing that the, I think the thing that was difficult if we if we go back to the US Open Cup, um, you know, you you had an opportunity to essentially you had the easiest easiest or a easier path than the other side, right? If you're looking on the other side of the US Open Cup. And I think to me, I was a little bit surprised that um, you know, Greg Vanny of the other galaxy didn't prioritize the US Open Cup game over the, what was it? The Portland Timbers game, which was Sunday, right? You probably had like a day to rest. Um, that was that was, I think, to me, was a little bit more more shocking because I was like, you know, say this is my this is the way I look at it. Say you lose your worst case scenario, you lose against the Portland Timbers, right? Because uh, they, they got a tie. They they only got one point, right? Um, obviously, you're you're still in 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 the MLS running, right? But I think. I don't want to, I don't know. It just feels like they didn't prioritize it by resting the starters who would be Chicharito and all that. Cause I, I, I felt like the, the Sacramento Republic game was going to be uh, a difficult game by no means. I felt like it was going to be easy. Um, but I just felt if you prioritize maybe, you know, resting Chicharito on Sunday and giving some of those guys, um, some of those non-starters to start on Sunday, and then you come in on Sunday or Tuesday and you give Chicharito and the rest of the game that start on Tuesday, then you solidified. You could, you you assume you would get the win um, against uh, Sacramento, and then you move on, right? Because you, you're going right. What, what, to me, what's the point of playing, right? You play to win cups. You play to win, you know, births like see the CCL, and that's what this the U.S. Open Cup. You know, you get you get a you get you get a you get two things. You get you, you get an opportunity to win a cup. You get an opportunity to play CCL. Now the Galaxy are completely out of that. And that, to me, is, is the biggest shock factor out of all of this, that it just appeared that they didn't prioritize. Or I, I feel like it could have been prioritized a little bit better. Uh, or my, they might have just overlooked Sacramento and the USL team. I mean, like, hey, we may not need our starters. But I, I was very surprised by that. Alex, what were your thoughts on how that, that prioritization of that game was? Or that week? Yeah, you make Sorry. a good point there because, you know, Vanny, I, I don't think really – 
manage the minutes of, you know, the players, like you mentioned, Chicharito. You know, unfortunately, Victor Vasquez had to go off injured against Portland, but they played with two strikers in that game against Portland for around, you know, 70, 75-ish minutes uh, once Victor Vasquez went down. So you kind of were giving your starters for the Open Cup game, whether it be Jovalich or Chicharito, you were giving them, you know, they were going to need a little bit more rest to recover. And not to mention Cabral and Gran Sierra as well. You know, they're kind of playing extra minutes out. And with no Douglas Costa, you know, during that time period, they were a little relied on even more. And even, you know, Raheem Edwards as well. You know, he has to play the open cut because Chase Gasper can't play since he already played for Minnesota. So you can't have you can't play for two different teams in the open cup in one open cup tournament. So Raheem Edwards' legs were kind of dead, especially considering he didn't play a single minute with Canada and he was there for three weeks. So definitely his match fitness took a hit. So at the end of the day, I think it was really just more that lack of intensity that the Galaxy just didn't show on the night. You could tell Sacramento were the hungry team. And, you know, besides getting a ticket to the semifinals, there were, you know, things off the pitch, like their failed bid to be an MLS team that really motivated this squad and, you know, wanted and they wanted it more, you know. That's the kind of thing that you that that's so good about the Open Cup is these lower division teams, when they're going up against the Galaxy, they're going to want it more. And unfortunately, if you're the Galaxy, you can't kind of you can't replicate that kind of feeling, you know, since, you know, the Galaxy has been the most, you know, historic, glamorous team, you know, since MLS's conception. So it's kind of hard to, you know, match that intensity when you can't really replicate the type of situation that the players from Sacramento are feeling. So that's definitely kind of what hurt the Galaxy in that game. But overall, I think just Greg Vanny just needed to manage his players minutes a little bit better. I think tactically, you know, making that switch to two strikers against Portland, you kind of needed to take into account how that was going to impact the game in the Open Cup. And again, Jovalich and Chicharito just weren't factors in that Open Cup game, unfortunately. And then again, that's just a really, really, you know, bad thing that they got out of this tournament because it, it looked like they could have gone all the way to win it. They were really in a good position to be in the final and be able to get a CONCACAF Champions League uh, spot as well but unfortunately that's all out the window now and again it, it, it's more to the credit of Sacramento for really executing an excellent game plan it's just this Galaxy team just couldn't match it yeah no I, I would I would tell you I, I credit to Sacramento they they were the better team that night I even said it I tweeted out they deserved that win um over the other Galaxy and um yeah I, and I was talking to a couple uh you know a couple journalists and stuff and it, it was just interesting that you know everybody's like, you know, I talked to one and they're like, no, they need to prioritize both games. But I just felt like Sunday to Tuesday, you don't have enough rest. You know what I'm saying? And, and I know, I think Greg Vanny had talked about wanting to play Jonathan Klinsman um, for the U.S. Open Cup. I, I just felt like um, he could have played against Portland. You know, even like I said, even if they lose against Portland, you still have some time to make up. Look at what Seattle did with, with their CCL that, you know, they're currently in seven. We expect them to finish somewhere near near the you know, near the top, even if they don't finish second or third, Seattle's still gonna be a dangerous team team. You know, but I think prioritizing the cup, prioritizing in a CCL, because now it gets difficult. Now now that all the, all that stuff is out is out the window. You don't you don't got an opportunity. It's looking very difficult for the Galaxy at this point in time, June twenty seventh, that the Galaxy will have an opportunity to win some type of trophy. I'm not saying they're completely out of anything because anything could happen, but when you look how they stack up against the rest, the rest of the teams, and now LAFC making the biggest splash uh, of signing Gareth Bell, it, it just looks like 
there there's there's even a bigger gap than the first place team than everybody even the second place team uh you know, assuming that Gareth Bale is going to do what he does you know what I'm saying um but you know that that's yet to happen and I think they just had a great opportunity to plan and I think there was just some the the planning of this past week could have been better and I think I to me, I expected a lot more or better from Greg Vanny because he's won cups, he's won championships with Toronto, and I, I'm just more surprised on how he's managed some of these things and some of these signings because um, this is not a first-year coach. This is a coach that has experience. This is a coach that has success in this league and knows what it takes to to win. And I'm not saying he doesn't know what 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 it takes to win with this team, but I feel like. There, there was a clear path to win, to clearly win a trophy. You had to go through a couple USL teams. You had to go through Sporting KC, you know, and you lose at home. Yes, you had tired legs, yes. But I think that Portland game really was, was, was unfortunately where a lot of things, you know, could have gotten better. Like I said, you, you rest the starters, play everybody on Tuesday. You secure the win. Say, because – Say you 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 end up winning three zero three zero at halftime, then you you know you could rest of the rest of the players. But I think the prioritization could have been a little bit better. Um, but quick, I want to give a shout out to Tony, who's uh, who's on the live chat, Anna, uh, everybody that's watching. Um, you know, and also just the galaxy, the depth. They don't really have the depth that we expected, and they're still missing uh, a center attacking midfielder. You know, and I know Greg Vanny had mentioned about something along the lines. I think. You might have reposted it um, about, you know, once they get Douglas Costa, that would be like a new signing. I'm not too sure about that. Yeah, that, that was a little that was definitely a, a weird that. statement by Greg Vanny. Because, you know, in, in the context of it, he was just talking about, you know, why Douglas Costa has been out. And they just talked about like, oh, we did some things on the medical side to try to get him to be a little bit more explosive, to really get him to not have these nagging injuries that he's kind of had before um, he was out for this current stretch. So he was kind of alluding like, hey, look, we haven't gotten Douglas going. We haven't been able to get him in consistently. So if we are able to solve those injury problems and get him in a rhythm, then he'll be a new signing. I understand what he meant, but at the same time, you know, you're kind of admitting that this transfer didn't go well or it's not going well, especially considering, you know, I think everybody's been talking about like, oh, can the Galaxy, you know, not give Douglas Costa's contract because he's still on loan with Juventus at, at the at the moment. So, you know, they're still committed to him for the next year and a half. And, and again, you're just really hoping Douglas Costa has a good second half of the year because from the looks of it, I don't know if Greg Vandy's going to go out and get a number 10. Some of the comments he made earlier today kind of just don't point me in that direction. But again, that, that's just me and, and what I'm reading and interpreting. It could be different for you. But for me, I, I, I think Greg Vanny just wants to go with the system of two eights and then one pivot midfielder. I think that's kind of what he's leaning towards. Yeah, no, I, look, I, that's what he's leaning for. But it, it's very clear that he's missing at times some of these games. They're, they're missing a, a cam. And it, those are some of the things that we exp- I expected, you know, Douglas Custer potentially played out there. Efrain Alvarez to potentially step up and be that man. Um, but unfortunately, as of right now, that has not been the case. And we don't know when Douglas Costa is going to be back. The, the international break, we expected him. He was out before, I believe, the break. And he had two weeks. Um, we'll see if he will play on Wednesday. I think it's very unlikely. But so far, um, and I think everyone knew about Douglas Costa's injuries coming, coming to the season. Now, I don't want to say like, 
the season's over or anything like that for the Galaxy. It just everything after this week has gotten a lot more tighter for the Galaxy, um, especially with that loss, especially with the signing that LAFC did. Um, you know, you really look at the window and how and you have to imagine how far can this team really go the way it's built right now, you know, and that and that, I think those are that's what has a lot of people uneasy because after the after the game uh, on after the game uh, against Sacramento, that team, I just feel like the Galaxy have no at times. I don't know what the identity is of the Galaxy because you go and you have such a massive win in the U.S. Open Cup against LAFC at home, and then the very next U.S. Open Cup game, you lose against the USL side, Sacramento FC. So, you know, it's what, what, which team is this? You know what I'm saying? And, and I think that's, that, that's the hard thing because I don't, I don't even sure he knows at times because you have such a great game and then you do this and you put out this performance, you know, and you have the pieces to, to win the U.S. Open Cup, but you just don't get the job done. And I think that that loss is going to hurt a lot more as the season goes through, mm-hmm. because I think the opportunities for the galaxy are going, are getting very, very slim. Yeah. And I think, like you said, right, there's really a lack of identity right now with the club. And also too, just in general, this team just is really inconsistent in their results. You know, they haven't really gotten maybe like a groove, you know, getting wins. They haven't really looked comfortable, you know, in back-to-back games. It's kind of been the one red flag with this team that I'm like, okay, I don't know if they can really be contenders for MLS Cup. And again, there's still another half of the season to go, and you can easily, you know, switch it around. All that matters in the MLS Cup playoffs is that you get hot at the right time. But right now, you just aren't seeing a consistency with this team where you're like, okay, I know how they can play. I know who's dangerous, and I know what to expect from this team. Every week is kind of something different at times, right? We mentioned Sacramento, right? You know, they had such a poor game, and then you juxtapose that to how they played against LAFC with the good intensity, with a good rhythm to the game, being able to establish a physicalness and be able to establish a fortress at their home. And then, you know, you follow that up with a dud of a game against Sacramento where you really are lacking that intensity. You're lacking that desire, really. You're able to see easily on the pitch which team wants it more. And that's the thing our granny's been asking for, you know, for for consistency. And earlier today in the media call, um, or in the press conference they had today, you know, Rahima Edwards mentioned, like, look, right now is a time where teams are either contenders or pretenders. There's no in-between. And I think the summer of soccer for the Galaxy is going to be really important for how, what they do, how they finish the year. And, again, if you go back to last year, they went on a nine-game uh, winless streak where they just couldn't get results and it was a struggle to grind out points. And if you're going to have that again for the Galaxy, then say goodbye to the playoffs, basically. So, you're kind of hoping that this team gets into a rhythm. Players like Douglas Costa are able to plug in and be good pieces into this big puzzle that Greg Vanny is trying to make and really put on the scene. So, again, it just depends on how the second half of the season goes because right now, if the season were in today, you'd definitely say the season was a disappointment. They didn't reach the potential they could have had. But, again, as I said before, there's another whole half of the season to go, and if you get hot at the right time, that's all that matters. Yeah, no, and I'm with you. And look, it's, it's still a long season. Uh, it's very, it's a very long season. Um, you know, the season doesn't end to what towards the end of October. Um, and obviously, the MLS Cup Finals, I think November fifth, around that, around that date. Um, so there's still very much uh, going, very much a season left. But I want to see the Galaxy have to show you something. 
they they got to show you something. Like let's get 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 two or three wins or something like that. Something, some momentum thing going because it, it you know before the international break they were rolling and everything like that. International breaks happens, and, and it's a little bit uh, of the slippery slope. And now there's more questions and answers at the moment. I think you know you know there's only so much so many posts that Chicharito could do on Instagram, you know, <laughs> before it gets, to, before it gets to like, all right, dude, we get it. You know what I'm saying? There's, there's only so many of those that he can do that it, you know, that it comes to, there's only so many things that uh, they can post anything like that. It just comes down to the wins. If you get the wins, winning cures all, winning thing cures all. And right now when they're struggling to get those wins, I think, you know, when they're struggling to get Douglas Costa on there, they're struggling to get, you know, uh, Kevin Cabral to get the ball rolling and all these different things you know it, it, it gets it gets very tricky um but yeah look they're they're, what, they're, they're currently in sixth place right now uh, if i'm yeah, wrong sixth place in the western they're, conference there's sixth place in the western conference anything uh, anything can happen but yeah it, it's looking it's to me it's looking very very difficult uh jonathan said is it is it lagging for you guys let me know if it's lagging uh what's up to reyes um but yeah, yeah. To me, that that's interesting. But I'm also just surprised that there hasn't been any signings, you know, um, for the Galaxy because we know. I think there was the, what was the Welch player that you know? I think that was being linked. A rumor that he potentially could come and, and join um, the other Galaxy. There's been rumors or anything, but but so far there hasn't been any signings. And obviously, we know they they're not going to sign a DP type type of player. But if they if they can sign somebody, obviously. You know, to me, the biggest shock is LAFC signing Gareth Bell in a TAM deal. Now, I don't know if LA Galaxy can replicate uh, a big name like that on a TAM deal because, you know, that's probably all they got uh, got to work with. Thank you, Tony, says Aaron, Aaron Ramsey. Um, you know, they, they need – I think they need a signing. They need they need something. They, they, need, they, they need another player, you know. Um, I, I feel like another player that's going to impact this team – uh, right away you know I highly doubt you can get something as big as Gareth Bell but this team needs another signing um, you know because we don't know like I said we don't know when cost is coming back we don't know we know that the depth is missing so I just feel like this team needs another signing and, and I want to see if this happens or not yeah for sure and I mean I think right now from you know just being around you know galaxy circles and stuff like that with fans like you know they want a big name after the the Bell signing you know You've seen like names like Marcelo being offered to the Galaxy. You've seen Luis Suarez. I think he's going to River Plate now. You know, Isco is definitely a player that a lot of Galaxy fans want. But I mean, at the same time, you kind of have to remember like it really doesn't, you know, in the context of things, yes, the Galaxy have been the team that brings in the lucrative big names. But I think at the end of the day, as long as it's the right name, that's what matters. And if it isn't a big name like that of Luis Suarez or Marcelo, Isco, whatever, et cetera, aging player from Europe may be. You know, as long as you're able to get the right player to help the system out and be able to produce in their own way that helps Greg Vanny's system, that's all that matters. You know, the current player that that looks to be set to join the Galaxy, Gaston Brugman, from the second division in Spain. Like, yeah, he's a second division player, but we've seen second division players succeed in MLS. I mean, look at Carlos Hill, the reigning MVP. He was playing in the second division in Spain, and then now he took over MLS, and, you know, he's the reigning MVP and arguably a top five player in this league. So... You know, it just depends if you get the right name. And, of course, the transfer history recently of the Galaxy isn't trending in that way. You haven't seen a name really be a solid, you can say, all right, this transfer worked out. 
you know, sure, it's been a little too early, but right now, they're like, Gio, can you mention like one name right now that you can definitely say, like, oh, yeah, this is a good get by the Galaxy in the Greg Vanny era right now? No, I think that, and that's, that's what's been shocking about Greg Vanny. You know, he got to pick Kevin Cabral, he got to pick Douglas Costa. Uh, the Kevin Cabral, you know, it's hard, you know, because it's, he's, he's not panning out, and I feel like he, he's, he's, He's a youngster that there's a lot, you know, there's not, the, the team is not, the whole team is not on his shoulders, but one shoulder, yeah, at least Galaxy Nation is expecting him to carry. The other shoulder is Chicharito, and then you expect someone to have the back with Douglas Costa. So two of those signings, um, two of the big signings, right, you you get 3DP signings. Two of those signings are Greg Vanny signing. One of them is still... Um, uh, was it Dennis the Close, which is Chicharito, who's obviously he's turned it around. I would say now, uh, at this point, he's paid off his debt. He, he's been worth the money, but there you 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 can't have one one out of three players six, be successful, right? You need all three to hit. And unfortunately, Kevin Cabral is too inconsistent. Douglas Costa hasn't been on the field enough, and those are things that you knew coming before Douglas Costa has joined. You know, and I, I think that's that's what I'm more surprised about Greg Vanny because he him coming from Toronto to the Galaxy, he could have essentially had anybody. He could have had Christian Pavone back, which I felt would have been a better signing over over Douglas Costa um, or another or another number ten veteran type of player um, that was an injury prone. You could get South America, you go back to Europe, but I but I just felt so far the signings that you know Greg Vanny has done. Um, you know, outside of maybe, you know, Victor Vasquez and at times Grant Serp so far have, have not panned out. And, you know, you get, you're getting Kevin, you signed Kevin Cabral to a five-year deal, which is insane. It, it is insane. And then you sign Douglas Costa to what, what is like a two-year deal or whatever. Yeah, basically two-season deal. Two-season deal. And he's not even available. And then what, what makes, what makes this worse is to me, I feel what, what makes this worse is the deals that LA Galaxy, I mean LAFC, has been able to do with Chiellini and Gareth Bell, and I don't know how they did it, but like, you know, you 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 have the brand of the LA Galaxy if you're Greg Vanny, which is the biggest attraction, um, and you know, and unfortunately he wasn't able. He, as of right now, he's not been able to um, bring in the type of caliber. I, I felt like Doug. Was Costa unattempted would have been a better deal, but unfortunately he hasn't been able to, you know, the, and then you still would have had a, a DP spot available for the summer, you know, but and now it, now it gets, now it gets complicated because you got to get creative somehow. And I'm, I'm with you. You don't need a splash like Gareth Bell. You need a, a splash of a name. You need the right piece, but you know, at this point in time where you're at, you may need to spend more than 1.6 on a salary and, to try to convince someone to come play for the other galaxy, I don't know. I, I it just it just looks it looks a little bit difficult. For, no, for right yeah, now. for sure. And I think what I think is really frustrating too is this isn't anything new to Greg Vanny. This isn't Greg Vanny kind of getting out of the coverage zone because he brought in Sebastian Giovinco from Juventus to Toronto. He brought in Josie Altidore. He built a team with an MLS. And if you really examine how his Toronto side kind of you know became established how it be became together you know they got their dps from europe they got you know players who are able to produce and build teams around you know 
MLS experienced players or bringing up players from the academy. That's kind of not what you're seeing in his approach with the Galaxy. You're kind of seeing a totally different approach to it, both when it comes to building the roster and also on the pitch, how they play. Like Toronto's great, Toronto's teams didn't play with a 4 2 3 1. They played with a 3 5 2 most of the time and they were able to get results like that. So, you know, it's kind of. Well, I understand Greg Vanny may want to do new things or, you know, at his later stage of his, you know, time with Toronto, he did play uh, 4-2-3-1. But at the same time, you got to know, like, hey, this isn't anything new for Greg Vanny. And again, he's been a Galaxy player and he knows what it's like to be part of this club as a player and what it means, especially in the early days of MLS. So it's kind of um, what's getting a lot of Galaxy fans frustrated is you're seeing that allure with the Galaxy just trend towards LAFC now and you're seeing how they're Mm -hmm. able to do great things in the front office how they're able to utilize you know uh all the rules in there I mean shout out to their general manager uh, Thorington right now and again the Galaxy don't have a general manager presumably it's uh, Greg Vanny and Jovan Karofsky and other people you know working out the deals and working out what to do so it's if you compare and contrast things between LA Galaxy and LFC which again is inevitable because these two fan bases are going to talk about each other, whether they like it or not. You know, you see that the Galaxy right now, after this rough week, after the news of Gareth Bell, you see this Galaxy team just there. That optimism that was kind of there maybe a month or two ago just isn't there anymore. And I mm-hmm. think that's a testament to kind of just how rough it's been for the Galaxy this past half decade, if we're being honest. Yeah, and Tony in the chat says it, it's the Galaxy FO. Um, you know, I'm not going to add what he said, but yeah. What I would also consider Greg Vanney and part of the office uh, in the front office because he is the GM, right? There's no dentist to close. Um, and, you know, and you're giving, you know, obviously it's Chris Klein, uh, um, Greg Vanney, and the, the other name you mentioned, um, you know, it's, it's, it's them three making this decision, but bringing Douglas Costa, you know, on, on a designated player contract just doesn't make sense. I don't know. And we know Chris Klein's tenure with the Galaxy has not been good, you know? So it's like, you know, until AEG decides to actually, you know, put the Galaxy as their main priority, it, it, it's unfortunate. But yeah, I, I just think them, the way they've built the team so far and the brand that they've had so far, and now with LAFC making the signing of Gareth Bell, I don't think the LA Galaxy are going to be the number one destination anymore. I think that has shifted with the Gareth Bell signing. This does not mean that that, that LA Galaxy is never going to make another big name signing no I, I think it's there but there is will now there's that now there's a european name attached to lafc before carlos vela yeah he played in arsenal all these different things he played in la liga but now you have gareth bell that everybody knows in the world who played who just came from real madrid straight to lafc now teams around the world people around the world they know they're gonna know of lafc before even if there was rumors about LAFC, everybody thought it was the LA Galaxy because of David Beckham, because of Slotton, because Steven Gerrard, and the list goes on and on and on. But now, to me, I just see the shift of for them being able to land Killini, them being in line to land Gareth Bell. Now people can identify it and uh, essentially separate the two teams, uh, at least on that part of the world, right? Obviously, here, here in the U.S. and everything like that, we we know who's who. But I think that it, there's another attraction that people will identify in that now that is LAFC, Gareth Bell, LAFC, Killini's LAFC, you know? 
Yeah, and again, it's just you're seeing that shift happen, and it was going to happen eventually. I mean, when you're in a market like Los Angeles, like two LA teams are going to get big names, whether you like it or not. Like, there's always going to be a star attached to one of these franchises. I mean, look around all of the teams in LA and all the different sports. I mean, they all have a star of their own. And again, you're kind of seeing um, just LAFC just really be able to lift the mantle up. And again, I was, you know, on Twitter and I saw someone with the analogy of like, you know, LAFC is kind of like what Man City is being and the Galaxy is like Manchester United. a team. That was, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're it's, seeing a team that was very historic, has held that torch of, you know, the team of the I city for a while. Time. And then now like Manchester City over the past 15 years, you're seeing, you know, that team kind of rise, be able to get a big names of their own and establish big names on their own. And again, while LAFC, you know, haven't won a trophy, they've been able to, you know, you know, do some good things with the fan base there, being able to put attention on themselves and be a consistent team. And, you know, kind of like Manchester United for the past five years, there's not that many similarities between the Galaxy and Manchester United. If you really think about it, how much they've struggled since, you know, one manager was gone and just how it's been a struggle both in a transfer market and, you know, in the front office as well. So, again, it, it really – this whole week has just put everything surrounding the LA Galaxy in such a pessimistic tone that it's really hard to feel some kind of optimism for the other half of the season. And, again, that's normal. You know, you kind of have these highs and, and lows throughout the year. And right now it's just probably the lowest the Galaxy, you know, could get. I, I mean, I know they can go down and miss out the playoffs. But right now, if you're a Galaxy fan, you just – don't really feel optimistic for the rest of the year, especially considering the sample size of the first half of the year. It wasn't anything too special, if we're really being honest. Yeah, I mean, outside the two massive wins against LFC, which we'll give them credit to, you know, you need a you need something tangible, something physical, like the US Open Cup, a CCTL birth to 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 tie down and you know associate, hey, you know, we had this for the twenty what, twenty twenty two season. So we'll have to see what happens. I know it's been a tough week. I know it's been a rough week. So we'll see. We'll we'll see what happens in the rest uh, rest of the season. Obviously, big game uh, on Wednesday to turn the turn the tide around uh, for Greg Vanier, the LA Galaxy Chicharito. Um, but Alex, I want to appreciate you for being on, and that's all the time we have.